from the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Wednesday, August 19th, 2020. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Ohio's governor announced yesterday that youth athletics will be permitted to move forward this fall, hoping that activities will give families extra incentive to follow health and safety guidelines. Stephanie Stanovich has more. Governor Mike DeWine says the decision was heavily discussed with parents, school districts, and health experts. He says that safety is in mind, but sports are important. He says that sports provide structure and discipline and joy. And with that being said, Governor DeWine says that there will be guidelines and safety precautions in place. He didn't have many details on those guidelines, but did say only family members and people who are, quote, very close to students athletes will be allowed to go watch the games. Reporting in Columbus, Stephanie Stanovich. The Ohio High School Athletic Association says they could not be happier with Governor DeWine's decision to let sports proceed under certain health guidelines. Dave Holmes spoke with OHSAA spokesman Tim Street. When the season opens on Friday, August 28th, the OHSAA will use a limited regular season schedule. The governor's office wanted high school football to wrap up earlier this season, so that's the compromise they came up with. Just six regular season games, but yes, those games will take place this fall and if all goes well a state champion will be crowned in the month of November. I'm just so pleased that he is putting his faith in our schools and our coaches to uh, inspire our student athletes to continue being safe and uh, he knows how important sports are and and we're just so uh, happy that all of our sports can move forward now this fall. I'm Dave Holmes. During his coronavirus update yesterday, Governor DeWine also said the map showing where the virus is most active is changing. ONN's Dave James has the details. DeWine says there's a trend continuing in Ohio as he rolled off the top 10 counties adjusted for population. Mercer County, still number one, although down a little bit, per 100,000 population. Dark County, Lawrence County, Meigs County, Preble, Shelby, Sandusky, Perry, Champaign, Auglaize. So for the first time, the top 10 counties are basically rural counties. DeWine calls it very concerning. The map is updated each week. Dave James, ONN News. Governor DeWine also responded yesterday to concerns that changes to the U.S. Postal Service could, by design, impact mail-in voting for the November election. More from Kevin Landers. The governor chuckled when I asked him about the president's decision to reform the post office so close to the election. He said the president didn't consult him, but still the governor did have concerns about the Postal Service needs. I think there's a real consensus among Republicans and Democrats that there are certainly challenges with the post office. But, you know, we don't want in any way have a situation where the post office does not have the resources they need to get the ballots out, get the ballots back. And the lieutenant governor assured voters they shouldn't be concerned about voting by mail. Voters should not be worried about their ballots being counted or being uh, sent through the mail as long as they turn them in on time. From the State House, Kevin Landers. One of the other big concerns with voting in person has to do with the wearing of masks. Tracy Townsend has the latest from Ohio's elections chief. Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose partnered with a PPE company to give masks to election workers and voters. RB Sigma LLC will donate more than 463,000 surgical masks. Because of the statewide mandate, you must wear a mask to vote in person this November. The masks will be delivered to every county board of elections starting 
starting August 28th. And I've been telling voters that when you show up at your at your voting location on Tuesday, November 3rd, you're going to see a smiling face there to greet you. You just won't see them smiling. I'm Tracy Townsend. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost has asked a federal court to temporarily halt payouts in a bankruptcy case involving two nuclear plants that have been caught up in a $60 million bribery and corruption probe. Here's Angela Ann. Yost said the arrests of then-House Speaker Larry Householder and four associates in an alleged pay-to-play scheme surrounding a nuclear bailout bill raises concerns that plant operator Energy Harbor may not have entered into the bankruptcy with, quote, clean hands. Separately, first Energy, the plant operator's former parent, made clear it is who the FBI referred to as Company A in the complaint and says it can't predict what the financial impact will be. Angela Ann, ONN News. A victim's advocate in Northwest Ohio is reacting to the arrest yesterday of a priest in Findlay on sex trafficking charges involving a minor. Roxanne Elias reports. Claudia Versalotti says she's relieved to learn the FBI is spearheading an investigation following the arrest of Findlay pastor Michael Zacharias. Shocking that in 2020 we're still here with a clergy sexual abuse crisis in this country. For more than 20 years she's been a volunteer with the Ohio Survivors Network of those abused by priests. Her organization now helping victims on the road to recovery. Roxanne Elias with WTOL 11. And Cleveland Indians manager Terry Francona is missing his team's three-game series with the Pirates, which began yesterday. ONN's Dave James explains. The Indians say Francona will have a scheduled procedure to address a gastrointestinal issue. Francona also sat out seven games earlier this month because of the ailment and said, Ever since the very first spring training, I've been in and out of the hospital probably five or six times having procedures done. The the layman's, you know, the muscle that helps you go to the bathroom has been in spasm. It's been that way for about 11 months. Francona says he has hip and back issues as well. Dave James, I went in news. Special thanks to our affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.